day and welcome to Holding Fast. Is your anchor holding today? Is it holding you firm in your faith in the Word of God? I hope that it is because the verse that we're talking about today means exactly that. It's wonderful to have a confirmation of that as we go through this podcast and as we look at these scripture verses. So I hope you have your cup of coffee. I hope you're walking with Christ and your joy is in the Lord today. He's coming soon and I hope that you're prepared and you're ready to meet Him in the air. I'm excited about that and uh, particularly today looking forward to being with my Lord forever in heaven. I hope you are had the opportunity to talk with somebody way out west on the phone uh, just recently and was able to answer a a text that they had sent me. uh, And they said, I want to know God. God's been speaking to my heart. I have been thinking a lot about Him, and it seems like God has been calling for my attention, and I just want to know Him, and I don't know how to get there. And of course, I responded, I'd be happy to help you with that. And so I got on the phone with this individual and had the privilege to be able to share with them the wonderful message of Jesus Christ and the gospel about how God loves them and how that God has expended every, every bit of energy to to, uh, bring them to a relationship with Him. And it was a joy to have this individual uh, pray and cry out to Christ and have have uh, have the assurance of their salvation and of what the joy of what the Lord has done for them. So it is a great time now. Jesus is still in the soul-saving business. Sometimes we look around and we wonder, is evil winning in our world? Well, I want to remind you today that this that uh, what Paul wrote in, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 is that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God unto salvation that God is still rescuing souls even today um, through His Son, Jesus Christ. And that's an exciting thing, and I hope that that's uh, something that's wonderful to you today. Regularly meditate on your salvation. Meditate on the time you came to trust Christ. And remember what He's brought you from, and that'll be great joy to your heart. And by the way, that'll help you to abide in Christ. It'll give you that consistency, that longevity in your relationship with Christ, that change of your heart and mind whereby you think more like the Master. In John chapter 15 and verse 7, our verse for today, uh, our Lord says this, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Now that's a staggering promise that the Lord gives us. Let's break that down for a moment. He said, if ye abide in me, which of course is the entire theme of the passage, that he's the true vine and we're the branches as genuine believers. Uh, If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Let's pause right there for a moment. My words, he's referring to my doctrine, my commandments. I talked to this person on the phone and I asked them what they thought it meant to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And people have different notions about that, but it's not rocket science. It's not real difficult. What Christ is saying here is that I have a body of teaching. I have a truth, a a, a set of right and wrong truths 
uh, and commandments that if you are my disciple, if you are genuine in your faith, if you have been broken and submitted to me, then my commandments and my doctrine and my truth ought to be that which regulates your life. Not what you read on network news, not what you read from the psychobabble psychologists of today, um, not what you read from the evolutionists and all the other false teaching of the world that you live in. But Jesus said, it's my doctrine and my commandments that ought to dominate your thinking and your thought processes, that we ought to uh, handle all life through the lens of what Jesus has taught, because that is what matters ultimately when it's all said and done. He said, if you abide in me and my words... Uh, sometimes church uh, uh, pastors uh, get ridiculed, well, not ridiculed, but mocked and jokingly sometimes, and that people say, oh, well, it happened to Isaiah, by the way, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little there. In other words, the people of Isaiah's day said, all you do is keep repeating the same teaching and the same doctrine over and over again. And Isaiah, we get tired of that. We want to hear what we want to hear. Today we live in a day when there are popular rock star preachers and theologians on YouTube and all over the internet that have developed a following after themselves, and you want to know why? It's because they're so hip and so relevant that they want to give people what they want to hear instead of what they need to hear. This has always been true throughout the centuries. Folks, some preachers are so intent on giving people what they think the people want that they forget that they may be asking the wrong questions to begin with. And we need to give them the teaching and the doctrine and the commandments of Jesus and teach people Real Bible-believing preachers need to teach people the right questions to ask, not something just to tickle their ears, not something to make people feel good, but the truth of the Word of God that will stand the test of time and will give you and your soul a right understanding of eternity and a relationship with God. That's why Jesus said, it's my words, my doctrine, my commandments that you need to uh, be uh, preoccupied with. He said, if they abide in you, that's a present tense. That's a, that is a ongoing action. In other words, not only do you remember the doctrine and teaching of Christ, but you they are allowed to remain in you as living principles and they regulate everything your affections your life your your entertainment every every uh, problem solving thing that you go through jesus says that when his words abide in you you make less dumb choices in life because you are regulating your life according to the word of god there are some people that are just constitutionally incapable of making right choices and they continually make wrong choices in life why because Christ's teaching his words does not abide in them they have no framework with which to make godly choices and notice this great promise of verse 7 today he said that if my words abide in you you shall ask what you will what you desire, and it shall be done unto you. Now, this promise has particular reference to, to uh, believers 
and it's and I, and I don't want you to miss this today. This is so important. When you live and keep the teaching of Christ and make that your priority, when you live by faith in Him and His words are allowed to control your conduct and your affections, the Bible says your prayers not only will be heard, but your prayers will be made in the right way and for the right things. In other words, some people take that verse out of context and think that, okay, then whatever I want, God is obligated to give me. If I want a new car or a new Cadillac or a new whatever, then God's oblig- that's teaching that God's obligated to give that to me. That, that's, that's so short-sighted and twisting of Scripture. Literally, the Scripture is teaching here that God's words abiding in me shape the condition of my heart so that the prayers that I pray will always be prayed in keeping with the Word of God. Now, I think that's wonderful. Uh, that's what is teaching here, that fruitfulness in my life uh, and hearing God answer prayer. Uh, answered prayer is a privilege of close abiding with Christ. You will find your prayers in tune with Jesus' will. That's what happens when you abide and let his words abide in you. Uh, the scriptures very cautious about this. Listen, genuine conversion will result in that precious privilege of answered prayer. Why? Because your prayers will be in agreement with the will of God. Today, if you find your prayers preoccupied with self, let me encourage you to come to Christ, abide in Him, let His words saturate, let your brain marinate in the words of God, and then the things that you pray will be strangely just like the desires of Christ. Why? Because you're thinking like Him. Do you think like Him today? Are God's words a priority in your life? I challenge you, you haven't really lived until you've lived in tune with the will of God, which comes by the word of God. God bless you today. Walk with him, live like he's real, and anchor your soul to the rock, the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless.